We have a, a very important piece of family news to share with you before we get into today's teaching. It's about our decision as a church uh, and our, uh, that our leadership has been sitting with for the past several weeks uh, about a building. Now, a little, a little bit of background here if you're new. Six weeks ago, we'd entered into a discernment process to buy a church building on the corner of 24th and Valencia Street in the Mission District, uh, a block from BART and a few blocks from the Muni Metro line. Uh, the church was formerly Bethel Church, Bethel Christian Church. It was founded in the 1950s. Uh, that church sadly closed and merged with another church in the East Bay and is now called Northgate. Northgate um, has two campuses, one in Benicia in the East Bay and one in San Francisco. Coming out of the pandemic with these two campuses, uh, they decided uh, this, that, that's what's best for their church. This is a hard decision, but they decided, Northgate decided, the best thing for their church and the mission of their church was to sell the building in San Francisco. Now, they wanted to sell it not to a developer, which is a very popular move for church buildings, by the way. Very, very popular move. But they have written in their bylaws that they cannot actually sell to a developer. They have to sell to a kingdom-advancing ministry. Yes, praise God. Which is very rare in San Francisco. We've been looking for a building for a very long time. And this is very rare. So they're like, we will only sell to another church. So they reached out to us. And they really felt like we believe that God is... God has placed the, your church on our minds and our hearts to, to carry on legacy in this building. Now, this building is 44,000 square feet. Uh, the sanctuary holds between 750 to 1,000 people, depending on seating arrangements. Um, children's ministry space galore, offices, small parking lot, very large fellowship and hospitality space, uh, a large courtyard out front. Um, and that's just the church building. There's a whole three-story educational building that's attached to it. And included in the purchase price is an empty lot across the street that can either be turned into something cool eventually. Right now, it's just a paved parking lot. It'll probably be like family parking or something like that. And next to that is a building that has four apartments and a retail space at the bottom. All of that for $15 million. It was just appraised for $24.68 million or $26.68 or $27, something I forget, in the tw high 20, in the 20s, in the mid-20s. Basically, it's a good deal. It's a favorable deal. <laughs> That's what I'm told. It's appraised for more than what they're asking for. I've probably got the numbers wrong. I'm really, really bad with big numbers, yeah. But I know it's more. Um, in this six-week discernment process, we put together a discernment team comprised of elders plus four other people. These four other people were Leah Farnham, Naomi Lau, Suzanne Jenkins, and Debbie McCoy. The elders also put together a due diligence team that was comprised of Pastor Tark and five others. Uh, Lizelle uh, Hennejan, uh, Jabari Magnus, Rachel Cleek, Jeremy Chen, and Victor Siu. We also opened up and encouraged feedback from anyone from our church congregation that felt they had a prophetic word, a word of encouragement, or a word of caution, or a question. So we opened up a church-wide feedback form. We also had several town hall type meetings with CG leaders and coaches to hear questions and comments that were emerging from their community groups as they were discerning this together. And finally, we had, as a staff, many conversations and prayer about what God was putting before us and the impact it would have on our entire church and our future. Now, the role of the due diligence team was to make a recommendation to the discernment team after reviewing, analyzing, and 
assessing all of the reports, disclosures, inspections, appraisals, in addition to weighing in on the financial structure and feasibility of the acquisition. The role of the discernment team was to sit with all of the feedback that we were getting every single week, take the recommendation from the due diligence team, and make the final decision. Now, we are an elder-led church, but the elders decided to bring in these other voices to help us make this decision. After all this, with a lot of meetings and a lot of prayer, we have decided to say yes to the building at 1325 Olympia Street. Yeah. Yeah. We're super pumped. We have secured a very good and favorable loan, uh, which the annual debt service will be about what we pay for all the facilities we pay currently annually. Uh, we have come up with a down payment, um, we and we hope to close sometime mid-July on the building. So, now, because there was a lot of feedback from our church, a lot of really good feedback, and many words of encouragement, and many words of concern, we thought it would be wise that you heard from our discernment team about the process of how we made the decision and what it was like to sit with this decision. So I've asked everyone from our discernment team, except for a couple that couldn't be here today, to briefly speak. And so I want to invite them up now. They'll introduce themselves, so we'll have them come up one by one, and, um, and they'll, they'll speak into uh, how they discerned this. Good morning, church. My name is Naomi Lau, and I've been a part of the Reality Family for 10 years. It has been a joy and a humbling experience to wrestle through this decision with the discernment team. During this 40-day period, we reflected on it and prayed through all the responses and what we heard through our communities. We wrestled through this decision to see if and how we could really steward this building for the ultimate purpose and calling here. And as we sat with these responses from you, there came, some, there came confirmation in many ways. What all this revealed to me was the heart of our church. Beneath the words expressed was a desire to honor God in the best way each of us know how. Whether it be from experiences, analyses, scripture, prayers, words we felt were from God. And not only did I hear that the desire is to remain rooted here and grow a presence that spans generations, but more importantly, to stay more committed than ever to our true identity in Jesus Christ and the mission in following him and seeking renewal in this city. Now, as we move forward with the purchase of this building, my hope for our church is that we would see this building as an enabler for us to continue the work that we started from the very beginning. By being a church that can, for example, provide a place of refuge to the weary, services to those in need, discipleship for the body and community, looking to Jesus together. My prayer and encouragement for our church comes from 1 Corinthians 12. We are all one body, each member given spiritual gifts. And as we step into a new chapter and understand together how to operate from our own building. May this compel us even more 
by his grace and with the Holy Spirit to offer our gifts to not only serve, but to love one another and our neighbors so that Christ be known here in San Francisco and beyond. Thank you. Good morning, church. My name is Suzanne Jenkins. I'm also a part of the discernment team, and I've been at Reality for 10 and a half years. <laughs> Serving on the discernment committee was uh, a very big privilege and honor for me, as well as a responsibility. Um, as Dave uh, and folks have mentioned, we sat week over week with all the feedback that the church submitted, um, spoke with CGs, our community, um, discussed it with one another, what we heard from the church was really good, great questions, great encouragements, great concerns as well. We heard questions like, what does this mean for the mission neighborhood? How will we show up to the community outside of our church building? What about the congregants who previously met at Northgate Church? Will the elders and staff be ready to take on this increased responsibility? Will we steward the building well, and how do we do that? These were all really great questions. We felt like the process of just going through and discerning whether to buy the building was a maturing process for our church, regardless of the outcome of whether we actually decided to buy the building or not. We prayed over this, we discussed it, we listened to God, we did this together. We sensed that the road ahead and stepping forward to purchase the building not necessarily be an easy path, and there's a lot of reasons that staying in our current situation would feel a lot easier. But we also sensed very clearly that this would be a step forward in obedience and faith and a catalyst into deeper maturity for us individually and as a church. So my hope for our church as we step into this next season is that we would be brought into increased maturity as we deepen our rootedness in San Francisco. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Leah Farnham, and I have been a part of reality for 11 years. And I feel emotional here in this space 11 years later. Um, this is why I didn't want to do this. <laughs> Being on this discernment team was truly a journey. Your input was comprehensive and varied. And wow, thank you to each of us who shared with us your visions, prayers, Verses, hopes, worries, fears, um, encouragement, tensions, questions, gratitude. As I read and reread and prayed about all that was shared, I kept trying to create categories and frameworks and ways to parse and understand and get to absolute clarity on this decision. I am a strategy consultant by trade. Um, it was really hard. I lost sleep over this, and it was quite frustrating and, and really unsettling at times, trying to process. But as he always does, God showed his truth and sovereignty. Um, and for me, he showed how important the process itself is in our church's growth and maturity. The decision on the building is one of many decisions we will have made and will make in the years to come. And my hope for our church is that we continue to seek the Father's will, way, and vision for renewal in this city, and that we reach out with open hands 
ready to receive the fullness of his plans for us. And that we submit as we are here with this decision and humbly take on the hard work before us to truly serve as his instrument. It's clear to me that God is with us. The Holy Spirit is leading in a really compelling way, not just in this decision, but in the maturing and formation of our church. Praise God. Amen. Good morning, church. I'm Wilson. I'm one of the elders here at church, and it's a privilege to serve you. And uh, I didn't put together that it was also senior day at church. Uh, so I was off to the side, and you know, Kev, Rev Kev is one of my good friends here at church. Um, and our sons are two of the seniors. And Gordon and Michael were the two, I, you know, I confess, climbing the poles downstairs. Uh, I also have a younger son. He's, he's going to be a junior, so he was also, he's also guilty of climbing those poles. Um, but it's really special as we enter this season. Um, and we're closing the season uh, post-pandemic in the Swedish Hall where my sons grew up. Um, we've been here for 10 years. Right there where Tyler's standing, I used to usher when I first came to reality. And uh, anyways, it's been a privilege to serve together with this discernment team. Before reality, I was on the executive board of my previous church. And we also went through a building purchase um, discernment process. Tarek mentioned to us that in the past, I think 20 or 30 years, there have only been two church buildings that have been sold by a church to another church. And I think my church was one of those. So it's been really interesting to go through this process with my beloved church where I'm an elder and serving the, the body in this way. I've appreciated Dave's wisdom and leadership of the elders and of the church to set up this discernment process. As he mentioned, we are an elder-led church and the elders lead. We are also always listening as elders over coffee. And what I miss most is short chats in passing on a Sunday morning. I love those times here and at Everett and I'm looking forward to those times in, at 24th and Valencia. I've really appreciated the deep channels of communication and engagement we, the church, established to help us discern. Church, thank you for your input, all of it. Each week, every member would prepare for our meetings, early morning meetings on Tuesday, by reading each and every piece of feedback that was submitted. This was on top of their own thinking and praying in their individual discernment. Thank you, Naomi, Leah, Suzanne, and Debbie for being and serving on this team and accepting the invitation from the elders. Lastly, I'd like to thank the CG leaders. Before becoming an elder, I was a CG leader and a CG coach. You all have a special place in my heart. Thank you, CG leaders, for holding spaces for your members to discuss openly about the building. Dave held seven Zoom sessions with, um, with 10 to 15 CG leaders which I also joined. And we tried to clarify things, answer questions, and just listen to you and what your groups were saying. So on behalf of the elders, I just wanna say thank you. It's been a joy to go through this together. Thank you, thank you. Hello, church. So my family has been a part of this church for 10 years. And as one of the elders here at Reality, it has been such a gift and joy to serve you as a church, especially uh, this past season being a part of the discernment team. And it has also been a heavy weight as well. And we know that you as a church have also felt this weight. I mean, it was very evident in the feedback that we received. And in many ways, you know, th there was a blessing in that 
to experience this together because it felt like this was decisions that truly as a church, all of us were wrestling through together. And so as we sat with what you shared and as we prayed and discussed this as a team, we do believe that God is saying yes and amen. But we are also very, very sober as to what yes and amen means. I couldn't help but to think of the verse, to whom much is given, much is required. We know that what we are stepping into is going to require much of us as a church. And we believe that we're ready for this responsibility. And my encouragement to the church is just just to say that we should be encouraged as a body because God has given us much over the last 11 years as a church. I mean, we have been faithful to building for seven years, and we are now in our establishing years, and it's, it's clear that God is bringing us, bringing us into even deeper levels of stewardship. And so I'm confident, I'm very, very confident that what he has done in our church over the past 10, 11 years has equipped us well for what he is calling us into as we move forward into the next 10 years and beyond. So God bless you guys. Morning, church. My name is Drew Wilkerson. I serve as an elder here, and Dave asked me to keep this brief because I think he has a sermon that he wants to preach, so I will do that. Uh, The process of discernment was so valuable for our church, especially in a season, uh, coming out of a season where we have not really been able to stay in touch with each other as much as we would have liked. Um, But it wasn't really valuable from my perspective just in regard to the building. That was kind of our focus, but it was more uh, than that, really. We did hear from so many of you, and the overwhelming response was in support of moving forward with the building. We would hear each week responses from you, and we'd pray, and we would ask God to reveal the way forward. In her book, Pursuing God's Will Together, Ruth Haley Barton discusses the Ignatian prayer of indifference. And uh, this was the posture that everyone in the group had, and I really loved that. It was a very mature uh, way to approach this decision. We asked God to show us his will, nothing else, and we were completely open-handed, willing to accept if it was a no or if it was a yes. As we sat with the feedback from you, our church, and as we labored in prayer over the weeks, it became increasingly clear that God was saying yes, that this was a path forward that God had for us. But there was another big realization that many of us had and that kind of bubbled up from the responses that you shared with us. The building is just one step forward in the path and in the life of our church. God has something even greater in store for the future of our church. A season of stretching, growing, and maturing in our faith. A season of blessing the city in ways that we had not yet fathomed. So my hope for our church is that we will celebrate this building, yes, what a blessing. But we pray, I pray that we see it as a means to seeing God do greater work in the city through our church for his kingdom. See, ultimately, we want more ministry to happen, more people to come to know Jesus, more depth in our own walks with Jesus. So as we celebrate the provision of this building, let's remain in this posture of prayer. 
Let's remain in this posture before God in hopeful anticipation of what more he has for us as a church as we continue on our journey with him. Let's be open to his leading. Thanks, Drew. Thank you, everyone. Gosh, incredible. So proud of our church um, and the way that we've been going through this. One last thing, uh, Debbie, who, who couldn't be up here today, um, was so, so valuable as a part of this team as well. And I asked her, just what would you share if you were up here? And she said, um, I, I would share that as we sat with the feedback and the due diligence uh, information coming at us in real time, I learned that we have an opportunity as a church to think in new ways about how do we live in SF. I observed that we, ha- we may have been holding on with great strength to our own convenience and comfort, and I sense that we might shift our desire for, from our own convenience towards others. Every week we sat with this, I felt the importance of this moment and the reality that no matter how we move forward, we will be moving with God. We made this decision with this in mind. We are thinking about who we want to be collectively as a church and individuals and about how we want to live in in community. Beneath this question of what our lives are in service of or to, my hope for our church is that we would be more um, Christ-like in our love of God and others around us. So, um, so some important uh, dates for you to, to know as we move forward. Our last Sunday in the Swedish American Hall, in this building, will be June 27th. is our very last Sunday. Uh, so that's sad, and that's what's happening. Um, sorry, I should give you guys a moment to sit with that, because I've sat with that for a while. <laughs> July, through the first two weeks of August, we will be doing live stream only, so there'll be no in-person option. The reason why is that we hope to close on the building in July and start moving into the building, get it, getting it ready. It gives us a few weeks for our church to get into this new building, training volunteers, getting rooms ready, etc. On August 9th through 13th, we'll be hosting our first official week in the new building. We'll be doing a whole week of fasting and prayer in the building every single night from 6 to 7 p.m. We want everyone in our church to be at every night possible, at least one, hopefully five. Fast through lunch, break fast at communion that night, 6 to 7. Bring the family, bring the parent, bring the CG, just bring everyone. We're just going to be a week of expectant, laying a foundation of prayer and expectancy in the building. Um, Worshiping, praying, and all sorts of different things. August 15th, that very next Sunday, is our first official Sunday in the new building, God willing. This will be fully open gatherings, again, with kids' ministry, full hospitalities, carpets, prayer teams, communion. Um, just not like communion where we did before, where we dipped, everyone dipped in that. Remember that? Our church will be split into before intinction and after intinction. We won't be doing that anymore. Now, if you didn't get those dates down, don't worry. We'll be communicating a lot of this over the next few weeks. Right now, what I want you to know is please start praying or keep praying. Volunteer to serve. We need people... Um, to serve on Sundays. Be on the lookout tomorrow in our weekly newsletter for more information how you can sign up to serve and help us get ready into the new building. Okay, so there it is.